1: All from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H E L P.
2: Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. So for those of you that don't know, in the UK we have the Bridge Dressage National Championships coming up and I've been having lots of chats with the riders that I coach about how they deal with mistakes and deal with problems in a test as we kind of lead up to the nationals and we've spoken a lot about this recently on the podcast. We've talked a lot about how to make sure tests go well, how to ride really accurately, what to do when mistakes happen and there have been a lot of conversations that I've had off the back of these episodes about how everyone responds slightly differently when things go wrong in tests, when things go wrong in training and also a little bit when things go wrong in life too. Everyone responds and deals with things in slightly different ways. And I think it can be really important to know and to be aware of how you as an individual deal with these situations so you can be better prepared when these mistakes happen or when things go wrong because ultimately there are going to be times when things go wrong. We're humans, we're riding an animal, they're a lot stronger than we are and we all know that there are times when we, what kind of we want and what we plan to do don't always match up and equally what we do and what our horses do don't always match up. So that's what I want to talk about today. What are the different ways that riders react to problems and how can we use this to help us be better prepared for when mistakes happen and make sure that we stay riding at our best through this. So before we dive in then I want to talk a little bit about that kind of Feeling when things go wrong in a test. You know, that moment when the nerves kick in, you feel like your brain and your body just won't cooperate. You might feel a bit of brain fog. You might feel like you freeze up. You might feel like you have to kind of ride the test even harder. We've all been there, and it really kicks in in that moment where we make a mistake or something goes wrong in a test that really matters. Or you may have had it in training where maybe one too many things have gone wrong, you can't quite work out what's going wrong or you've tried a few things and it hasn't worked or you don't know how to fix it and it feels like everything just kind of falls apart and trust me when I say we've all all been there, we've all had these things, I think I, on a daily basis, will come across problems that I don't know how to fix or I need to really think about my process and how I'm going to work on it. But when this happens and we have these mistakes, generally I tend to see riders react in kind of one of three ways. They either try and like fight their way through an override. They either freeze up and underride and just stop riding completely. Or they go into flight mode and they just want to get out of there as quickly as possible. Now, you may have heard these terms before, the kind of fight, flight, freeze response, because it's talked about a lot in kind of... Terms of daily life and the kind of mindset and kind of psychology side that are coming out of the woodwork at the moment. And also when we talk about the instincts that animals have. So, some animals like our horses are flight animals and their natural instinct is to run away from things. And equally, I think some of us are flight people, some of us are fight people, and some of us are freeze people. Now, I'm not a psychologist nor do i have any training in this area whatsoever but this is purely coming from my observations of my own riders and my own clients what i have found works really well for them and i guess also we have had kind of some training in it from back when i was a teacher as well so this is more observations experience rather than necessarily any psychological practical knowledge um so I feel like that needs to be said. But what what does this have to do with our tests and our training then? So these three different types of riders all react slightly differently when things go wrong. And I think once you understand what type of rider you are, you're then much better prepared and know how you're going to react in those situations. So when things do go wrong, You know what your natural instinct will be if you prefer to run away from the problem, if you prefer to kind of fight the problem, or if you kind of prefer to just freeze and stop riding. None of these options are really very helpful, especially when you're in the middle of your dressage test. So we need to learn how we naturally react and then find ways to help us work through that feeling and get to the other side where we're able to make the best possible decisions set our horses up in the best way, ride in the best possible way to get our test back on track. Now, what tends to kind of cause the fight, flight or freeze response for each rider is totally different. For some, getting on a horse will cause this reaction. For some, a competition will. For some, actually just having that mistake in a really important test, a show is really important. And for some, it might take quite a lot to get this response, but everyone will have this response in some way at some point. It's just what that thing is that causes it will change depending on the rider. So let's go into then working out what, which category we kind of fall into, what types of riders we are. So in a study, and they did this at the University of Vienna, I think it was dr christine orick's group i think um but they measured the stress levels of horses and riders in competitions so they measured the stress hormone in saliva and they measured the regularity of their pulse and they found that in competitions both horses and riders showed symptoms of stress but it was in fact the riders that tended to show significantly higher stress levels, especially when there were spectators around that arena watching them. Now, it may be that you feel stressed at competition. It may feel like you feel pressure to do well or gain a certain score. It may be that you are nervous in certain situations when you get on your horse or There are so many things that can trigger that fight, flight or freeze response, and that will be totally different depending on each rider. So let's take a look at the three different categories then. So we'll start with the fight response. So these riders may feel the urge to try even harder at a competition. They might feel like when they make a mistake, whether that's in tests or in training, that they ride harder. So they try different things. They might use more leg, they might use more rein, they might use more seat, they might use all three. And they may get frustrated then when these things don't work. Now, the fight response generally can make riders ride slightly more aggressively or more hardly, But this isn't always the case. It can be a lot more mental that you feel like you mentally go a bit into overdrive rather than necessarily physically show anything and it happens a little bit more under the surface. When it comes to the flight response then, these riders might feel like they kind of just want to get the test over with. They just want to get done, get home as quickly as possible. You might feel like you second guess yourself or you become more cautious or you rush through the test. Or equally, you get a little bit hesitant or feel like you completely lose your confidence in these moments. Most people, though, in this situation are going to feel the urge to flee. They're going to probably wish like they weren't there. They're going to feel like that kind of saying that kind of they wish that the kind of earth would kind of swallow them up. Um, And they might become kind of overly cautious or hesitate when they're performing in the arena. And ultimately, what this does is this leads to a lack of confidence, it leads to a lack of performance, because these riders are going to be hesitating and stopping, or equally rushing through everything, neither of which is going to be very helpful. Then we have the freeze response. These riders tend to be the ones that just shut down, whether that's mentally, and they have a mental block, so they might completely forget their test, or forget where they're going, or might just get a bit overwhelmed. Or equally, it might be more physical and they might find that they just stop riding, that they take their leg off, they hands go really still and they just sit there and don't do anything. Again, obviously not very beneficial when we're in a test. So ultimately, I think we all have a tendency towards one of these three categories. You might feel like you really resonate with one. You might feel like you resonate a little bit with two in different situations, or it may depend... On the situation and in terms of how you react. So how you react to this kind of mistake, whether that's in training or whether that's in a test, is going to be totally different. You may also react in training a lot better in a test, or equally you might do it the other way around. Everyone's totally different. And this is partly why I kind of want to talk about this, because we've all been there where we feel like we don't get what we want in the arena or we get everything right in the warm-up and it doesn't transfer to the arena or we get everything right at home and it doesn't happen at a competition but when we get stuck in this fight flies or freeze response ultimately what it does is it makes us change how we ride whether you freeze and stop riding whether you fight and ride really hard or whether you flight and you kind of just want to get out of there and rush everything we're going to end up asking for movements or riding our horses in a totally different way to how we've just ridden them when we're relaxed in a kind of less stressful environment, when we're in that more kind of rational state of mind. So what can we do now in training then? So I want to look at what we can do in training to help get us out of this fight flight freeze response and then we'll look at what we can do in a competition. So if you're training The easiest thing that I always tell my riders to do is just stop. Because if you've got yourself into this kind of fight, flight, freeze response and training, it's more than likely that what you're doing currently isn't working. And if you've had that feeling for a while, that you've tried some things, they haven't worked, or equally, if you've been trying the same thing for a while and there's been no improvement, what you're doing isn't working. It's not being very effective. So the best case option here is to stop. Is to take a second, reevaluate, and then go again. Now, a great method for this that I use for quite a few of my riders is to once you've stopped, ask yourself if you can see and picture in your heads the image of what you're aiming for and what you're trying to achieve. If you can and you've got that really clear image of what you're aiming for, go again. If you don't, and that image is a bit distorted or a bit confused or a bit foggy, or it's covered by a little bit of kind of frustration or anger or upset, then stop. And that's a little bit your sign that you're perhaps in that fight, flight, freeze response, you're not able to think as logically or as clearly. And along with that, then your effectiveness in terms of your riding and your training is going to be much more. limited. So once you've stopped if you've had that moment where you've gone do you know what I'm not actually as clear as I on kind of what I'm trying to do here or I'm not maybe as clear as how I'm trying to do it that's the point where if you're feeling frustrated if you're feeling angry if you're feeling upset if you're feeling those kind of I call them bubbly emotions I don't really know how else to word it those emotions that you feel like take over take a breather. Let all those emotions calm down first so you're able to kind of then start to think a bit more logically to answer these next questions. Once you're a bit more calm, once you've kind of there a bit more emotionally, then you can ask yourself these two questions. The first one is, what am I trying to achieve here? Now what this question does is it gives you that visual in your head of actually what you're trying to achieve. It may be you're trying to get your horse more active, you're trying to get your horse more in front of the leg, you're trying to get them to do a more supple shoulder in or the contact more even. And if you have this really clear image in your head then what we can do is start to think about okay well how are we actually going to achieve this, what exercise we're going to use, how are we going to alter things or improve things or change things or add things to get what you're trying to achieve so it's very much a two-step process because you may have already tried a few things if they didn't work can you think of a reason why is there anything you can tweak to make them work better if you can't think of a reason why they didn't work then we can kind of park that and try maybe some other exercises or ways we can achieve it And then once you have a kind of bit more of a solid idea of what you're aiming for and a clear idea of what you're going to do to actually get it, then we can carry on with our training. If, however, you find that you can't get that clear idea in your head, you can't get that clear, this is what I'm trying to achieve and this is how I'm going to do it logic, then it's probably a good idea to park this for today. Go on and do something else, even if you just stretch your horse, cool them down, work on something else. And then once you're off your horse, talk it through with a trainer or talk it through with someone who's a little bit more experienced to help you find a way through. And it might be your trainer can give you an exercise or a little adjustment or you can send them a video or they can give you a little bit more information about the aids and things like that. But they'll be able to provide you with that clarity on how you're actually going to achieve what you're wanting to achieve with your horse today. So ultimately when we're training, when things go wrong and you get that feeling that everything's going wrong, you're feeling frustrated, you're falling into that fight, flight, freeze response, your main aim is clarity. What am I trying to achieve and how will I achieve it? If it doesn't work or you can't find a way through the problem, stop, take the time to work it out ask someone rather than trying to fight your way through it and ultimately your horse is going to thank you for it your horse is going to end up so much better if you stop the session today go away build your knowledge come back the next day with a really clear idea and succeed and get what you want than trying to fight through today not achieving it anyway and then coming out tomorrow just feeling a little bit despondent so that is in terms of the training then. When it comes down to competitions, I think it's it's more important to know what specifically you do when things go wrong or you get in that fight flight freeze response. So it's not so much, it's still really important to know whether you fall into that fight flight freeze categories, but actually what do you specifically do? Because for some It's going to kick in as soon as they arrive at the show. For some, it's going to be while they're platting, For some, it's going to be at home. For some, it's going to be only if like really big mistakes happen in really big shows. And it's much more difficult in a competition environment because we can't just stop and take a second to regather our thoughts and get ourselves back on track. We've got to keep going through the movements. So ultimately your job is going to be to get yourself back thinking about that next movement preparing your horse and setting them up for that next movement well and getting yourself and your horse back on track. Now this process of being able to stop yourself, get yourself back on track and thinking positively when everything feels like it's going wrong is really it's quite a skill and it takes a lot of practice. So in a way You almost want mistakes to happen, especially when you're doing local shows so you can practice exactly how to manage and deal with these mistakes and become really good at handling these situations. So when you are at a major championship or you do qualify for something exciting or you do start to get these kind of I want to get this sort of mark. You have this skill really down to a T that when you have a mistake, you're really quick to forget about it, move on, get on to the next movement, make sure that movement pays off. Now, obviously, we don't want to be wishing mistakes into our tests, but if they do happen, focus on using it as a way to practice this skill of not letting yourself fall into that fight, flight, freeze response. The quicker you can catch it, the better, mentally stop yourself in your tracks and bring your focus back to the test the next movement that's coming up and what you're going to do to prepare and set up that next movement if however you're one of those lucky people who's going through a phase where you're actually not getting many mistakes in your tests and you have kind of limited chances to practice this skill or equally if you just want more practice we can use visualization which is a really great tool used by so many top athletes to practice their competition strategies and visualization is great because your brain isn't able to distinguish between what you visualize and what actually happens in real life so you visualizing running through the test in your head is just as effective as you running through it on a horse. Now, I've talked about it before and we've talked about visualising your test going really well and how great a tool that can be to help you feel more positive in the lead up to a show. So you would visualise a mistake-free test, everything that you do to set your horse up and make sure all the movements perform really well and how that movement feels when it goes really well and how you feel when it goes really well and so on. And that is... It's a really good strategy to visualise this mistake-free test. But you will know yourself to know whether this different way is going to work for you and when to do this. And this is going to be to visualise a mistake-full test. So you might feel like you can do this the day before a show and not get caught in a negative mindset. But for some people, you might have to do this a few weeks before or a week before just so you don't kind of let yourself fall into that mindset that kind of negative things are going to happen. So how do we do it? So essentially what we're going to do is we are going to visualise the test and for each movement we're going to visualise a mistake, preferably a mistake that you've had happen in training or you've had happen in a test before, something that quite could quite plausibly happen. And then you are going to visualise what you are going to do to correct it. Preferably something that has worked really well in training. This is why training is so important. But you visualise changing something, riding something, moving on, having that mistake, progressing, moving on to the next one, forgetting about it, practising that ability to kind of stop yourself in your tracks, move on, get yourself back to feeling positive again and carrying on. So you visualize running through each movement, imagining what could go wrong and visualizing what you're going to do to fix it. When you come to compete in real life, and if that mistake happens in real time, your brain is basically already practiced how to deal with that problem. So you're going to feel far more in control because from your brain's perspective, you've already dealt with that problem before. So visualisation can be a really powerful tool, not just for helping us to feel positive and ready to compete, but also to help us practice and deal with those mistakes in our test too. Now, the final thing I want to talk about then is our breath. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to get too wishy-washy here, but it's already pretty well known that when we feel anxious or we feel nervous or we get into that kind of fight flight freeze response that we get these kind of shorter shallower breaths breaths is that a word shorter shallower breathing so taking a few deep breaths essentially lowers your heart rate and your blood pressure and gets you kind of reset back into a more calmer kind of phase and when i was a teacher we were taught this four seven eight breathing technique and it works really well for reducing stress and kind of getting everything calm and a little bit more centered and we taught it to the kids too and it really did help so all you do is you breathe in through your nose for four seconds that's the four you then hold that breath for seven seconds that's the seven and then you breathe out through your mouth for eight seconds and you just repeat that four times and it kind of just re-centers everything. And it's a really good one to do if you find you get a bit nervous or a bit anxious in the lead up. So maybe whilst you're platting, when you're in the lorry, whilst you're tacking up, when you're in the warm up. But you can still add in a few of these in the competition arena too. It's just going to reset everything, get you back on track and get your brain and body kind of a bit more in sync. So ultimately, knowing yourself then and knowing how you react in different stressful situations is super important for learning how to ultimately deal with it and make sure it doesn't affect how you end up performing in the ring. So I want you to go and give these different methods a try. Let me know how you get on. They do take practice and to start with, it is going to be quite challenging to stop yourself in your tracks when you feel like everything's going wrong. But it is doable and with practice it does become much easier and you'll get to a point where those mistakes or those moments in training or tests when things just go wrong completely that they don't affect you anymore and they don't have a huge impact then on your mindset and how you ride and your kind of test the whole way through. So I really hope that you found this episode helpful. I know a lot of what we do here is about training and the kind of more theory side of dressage but i do think it's really important to keep popping in these mindset focused episodes because your mindset really does have such a huge effect on how you ride how you train how you compete the scores you get so i think it is something that's really important to think about no matter whether you're kind of just starting out or whether you're kind of heading on through the levels As always, though, do let us know what you thought of this episode, what you've taken away, what you're putting into practice yourselves. If you have a second, we would love for you to take um, to rate the podcast and leave a review on whatever podcast platform that you're listening on now. It helps us basically to get the podcast out to more riders and hopefully those riders will then find something that they're going to find helpful in those episodes too. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I hope that you have a wonderful week and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.